Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich go with you. Patrick behind the glass. Brad helping out as well today. Produce the show. Bob Stoffer away. He'll be away next week, but he'll be back in this chair on the 27th. We just had Gabriel Farnese on the show from the Sports Forecaster with some projections on Oiler players for the upcoming season. And uh, we're getting a lot of uh, feedback on that. So we'll get some text messages after we bring uh, aboard Morley. But you can text us at 630-630. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. And we also can tell you that if Bob were here, he'd tell you all about Royal Pizza and the Stoffer recommendation, which is the Mediterranean chicken over at Royal Pizza. I am going with the Hawaiian today, Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For many locations, visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Another guy that loves his pizza, it's Marley Scott. He joins us on the phone. Marley, how you doing? I do indeed love my pizza. I'm doing good. How are you? Not bad at all. I know you love your pizza, and uh, you love Royal Pizza because that's big boy pizza. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the good thing about Royal Pizza is you don't need a lot of pieces to fill you up because <laughs> yeah. every piece is like three pieces of everybody else's pizza, right? Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Okay, so... What's going on out there? Are you still at Commonwealth? They practice I, indoors today? I am today? at Commonwealth now. Just sitting in the booth doing some work here, waiting for the Montreal Alouettes to arrive, which will be around uh, 3 o'clock here this afternoon. The Eskimos have had their walk through. They had to move it indoors uh, because of um, uh, the air quality again. So they went indoors for their walkthrough and uh, got all their work done. And they've gone home, and uh, they'll get set to come back here tomorrow night for a 7 o'clock start. We hope against the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I don't know. Like if they were going to play today, Marley. Obviously, I don't think there would be a game. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what uh, the air quality is like tomorrow. But if it's out of five, I don't know. How do you handicap this thing? Like, what will the, I, I don't, do? You have any I don't idea? Know what the, I don't know what the Mendoza line is for as far as it goes. But I think it's at a seven right now. Um, and uh, I don't know if that would be too high or not. It would be pretty tough, I think, to uh, to sit in this uh, smoke, and, and especially to play. It would be tough on the players, I think, and then the fans in this, you know, to be breathing it in while they're while they're running around, while they're doing cardio and stuff. So I, 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 I don't know. It's out, of, it's out of our hands. There's nothing really we can do about it. I mean, everything can be forecast. And I know the forecast. I was just reading the forecast, and they expect it uh, to ease up uh, starting tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow evening. So that certainly is good news. But, I mean, if the if the wind changes direction, and you know how easy easily that could happen and how quickly that happens, all bets are off and we're back in the suit. So who knows what's going to happen tomorrow night. But there are alternative plans in place. The league and the Eskimos are watching it very carefully. Uh, we probably will know for sure definitively one way or the other by noon tomorrow. Damn, Morley, where's uh, Brian Hall's weather guy when you need him? 
I, I, does I he have an air quality guy too as well? I'm sure he does. Uh, yeah, weather guys, you know, although weather guys, this is tough for them, man, because you're not even you're not even judging your own weather, right? This is the weather in B.C. you're talking about here. So, I mean, if the weather, if the, if the wind shifts in B.C., all of a sudden that smoke all blows into into Alberta. And I know it's, I've, I've seen some tweets, maybe even people in Saskatchewan are talking about how it's, uh, how they can smell it and see it in the air in Saskatchewan. So that just gives you an idea of how big it is. I know Mike Roddy was talking about it uh, yesterday, and he just said, you know, basically said, we're just a small part of this, really. I mean, you think about, you know, people are having to leave their houses in the small towns in B.C. because there's a threat of them burning down. So whether we can practice outdoors or indoors is a is a pretty small thing right now as far as the Eskimos go uh, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. There's much more important things going on than just worrying about the smoke because, as they say, where there's smoke, there's flames, right? And uh, the flames are causing an awful lot of damage in B.C. right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wish uh, everyone luck out there uh, in BC right now. It's a scary situation. Also in Edmonton, if you're out there, stay safe today because the air quality is not ideal right now. So, Marley, if the Eskimos do play tomorrow, um, you know, they'll have a new look uh, offense with uh, Gable out. Brian Mitchell's going to start. But let's start with uh, Gable being out and Shaq Cooper getting his first uh, start at running back. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. He's a guy, don't forget, Go all the way back to, what was it, April when the Eskimos had their mini camp in Las Vegas. And when you ask uh, general manager Brock Sunderland uh, who caught his eye, his first name was Shaq Cooper. He really liked what Shaq Cooper did. Uh, and they were so impressed with him at that mini camp that it allowed them uh, to release John White going into training camp. So um, that's part of it. And, and Mike Rowley said uh, he remembers him from mini camp and was impressed with him at mini camp. I was talking to Mike this morning about him and, and, and about what his major job will be tomorrow night, and that, of course, is protection. And he says during as the week started, you could really see him, him not struggling but trying to pick things up. And he said by the end of the practice week, he was so much better. So he's a quick learner. His job, obviously, number one is to protect the quarterback tomorrow night, but he's had pretty good success. We saw him in, in the preseason, and he showed some, some good flashes in the preseason. And uh, we'll see what he can do tomorrow night uh, under the lights in a real situation. I was talking to him this morning. He said the last time he played a football game that, that counted in the standings, other than the preseason game, was back in December of 2016 when he was still in college. So he's, he's kind of champing at the bit to get going and play a real football game for the first time in almost two years. Yeah, he's not going to be able to to block like Gable, but uh, he's explosive. And I, the Eskimos' run game at times this season, Morley has sort of lacked that explosiveness. So uh, Gable's had hit some good games, but he's also had some games where they've went away from the run, and he hasn't really been able to get going at times. And I don't yeah, know if I, you fault him or the offensive line, but it's a different look. Yeah, the running game's been kind of weird, I think. If you look at the numbers, C.J. Gable's on track for his first 1,000-yard season and the best season he's had in pro football, but there's been certain parts of certain games where you see him getting stuck behind the line of scrimmage a little bit, and a lot of times that's not just on the running back, of course. That's on on uh, the guys making the holes in front of him as well. But uh, the run game has been interesting for the Eskimos. He's had that one big game against the BC Lions, but uh, other than that, it hasn't been spectacular, but it's been pretty steady. And and going back to the blocking situation, I don't know if anybody does it better than C.J. Gable. He's, he's pretty good at blocking so uh, they, they will miss him for sure. The best news out of all of this, Brendan, is the fact that he was only placed on the one-game injured list, so it doesn't look like it's any kind of a, a serious injury to C.J. Gable, and we hopefully will expect to see him back in the lineup on uh, on Thursday when the Eskimos travel to his uh, old stomping grounds to play the Hamilton Tiger Cats. 
Yeah, it's a quick turnaround. If they have to play on Sunday, too, that won't be ideal for the Eskimos. Yeah, that opens up a whole new can of worms for sure. Absolutely. So the other big change on offense is uh, Brian Mitchell will uh, start. And uh, Brian Mitchell, I think, has another... You talked about chomping at the bit. Here's a guy that's chomping at the bit, waiting for his opportunity. And last season, every time he got that opportunity, he made the most of it when Zilster was hurt at times and uh, Walker, of course, wasn't here, then he came back. So Mitchell was uh, relied upon heavily last season at times, and now he gets his uh, chance here, and I can't wait to see uh, what he can do tomorrow. He's going to play more tonight than he has in the first three games he's just scored for sure. He only has two receptions. He's been a healthy scratch at times this year. The early part of the season, he was injured and never got a chance to play. And then when he was healthy, they just couldn't get him into the lineup because the guys in the lineup were playing so well and they couldn't get the ratio flipped. Uh, and that's part of the, the reason why he's back in is because uh, Christophe Malumba shamanga and uh, Adam Konar both returned to the lineup uh, for this game tomorrow night. So they'll be uh, the linebackers. It looks like uh, Malumba shamanga is going to start and Konar will back them up. So they'll be the will linebackers and that'll allow for another American position to come into the game and that'll be in the receiving core. So, uh, that'll be uh, Bryant Mitchell who does step in, and, and he's been good. I mean, he's been so patient through the last three or four years. I mean, he was uh, going back, I guess it's three years ago, he was like the last cut at training camp. Uh, and then he just kept working out, went back uh, to San Diego and worked and uh, stayed ready and came back to training camp the next year and uh, was on the practice roster for the season and then uh, got into a game at the very end of the season against the Toronto Argonauts a couple of years ago. Last year was on the roster all year, but also – uh, didn't get the chance to play much. He played only seven games, but he put up almost 500 yards in those seven games. So uh, he's a guy who's got talent, and we've seen part of it, but this year in 2018, he just hasn't had a chance to do it on a consistent basis. So we'll see uh, that from him, I'm sure, uh, tomorrow night. And uh, he's very anxious uh, to, to get into the game and get his real first taste of action this year. Yeah, and they are playing Montreal, so a chance for the offense to go off and get everyone involved. So I would imagine he gets uh, a lot of targets in this game. Or like the Eskimos, 17-point favorites on Montreal. Hmm. And, of course, Johnny Menzel not starting. So tell me about the opposition a bit, a bit here as we get set for this game. Well, we don't really know much about Antonio Pipkin, who's going to be the starting quarterback. I was talking to defensive coordinator Mike Benavides this morning and, and asking what kind of research he did on Pipkin. And, and they went back, and, and the only tape they could get on him CFL-wise, he played the fourth quarter of uh, the final game of the season last year for the Alouettes. So they have, I think he said, about 15 or 16 snaps there. Uh, then he only joined the team uh, uh, last uh, week again. He did play in the preseason this year, so uh, they have some tape on him from the preseason this year. Uh, then he did short yardage when he came back to the team last week. So they've gone back and uh, they've uh, they've looked up some, some film from Tiffin College in Ohio. Uh, they've gone back and watched interviews uh, with the media just to see what kind of a personality he has. They've really done some homework trying to find out as much as they can about Antonio Pipkin uh, going into this game. Uh, nobody seems to know much about him. He's big, he's mobile, he's 23 years of age, and this will be his first start in the Canadian Football League, and it'll probably be a pretty good lesson for him, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else can you tell us, Marley, about uh, the Eskimos here? You mentioned uh, those changes on defense. I believe Cohoon's out on the six-game injured list as well. Any yeah, other Arjun big changes? Cohoon's been, been placed back on the six-game injured list. So the uh, first two years of his career have now just been littered with injuries. I believe this is his third or fourth trip to the six-game injured list in the two years he's uh, he's been a member of the Eskimos. So, uh, yeah, that's a tough break for him again. So, 
Uh, he won't play, but he wasn't the starter the last couple of games he was back. He was working on special teams. So they don't change much on defense except for that will linebacker spot where Corey Jones started the last couple of games. It'll be Christoph Malumba Shemanga who returns to the lineup to start at that position, and Jones will go back to backing up uh, J.C. Sherritt in the football game tomorrow night. Other than that, the defense remains the same. A uh, note on Sherritt, it'll be his 100th CFL game tomorrow uh, for the Eskimos, so it's a nice little uh, milestone mark for him. Uh, he was saying yesterday how he remembers at training camp last year he was doing an interview with someone, and they talked about the fact that you're going to play your 100th game this year, and he commented on it. And then, of course, he got hurt uh, in the first half of the first game in week one and didn't play the rest of the way, so he never did get to the 100-game mark last year, but he is going to get there tomorrow night when he plays game number 100 for the Eskimos. Uh, he's having a great season. He's come back so strong from that Achilles injury. He's uh, fourth in the CFL in defensive tackles with uh, 45, and a couple of weeks ago he moved up to fourth overall all-time for the Eskimos in defensive tackles when he moved past uh, Danny Bass. So uh, he's a great player. Uh, he came to camp uh, in 2011, and he was going to be happy with the practice roster spot. He got the start on week one. Week one he had 11 tackles in the game, and ever since then he's been pretty much a household name with the Eskimos. Did you get a chance to uh, talk to Darius Bowman, or is that uh, you mentioned the uh, Owls just arriving here? They yeah, the they won't right? arrive. They're in the year right now, I believe. They won't arrive at the stadium till uh, till three o'clock. We didn't see a Darius, of course, earlier this uh, this year with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in in week one and the preseason game in Winnipeg as well. But uh, things have certainly changed for him since then. It just didn't work out for whatever reason in Winnipeg. Everyone thought that he'd be able to get that chemistry with Matt Nichols going, but it just didn't work out. And uh, the Bombers ended up wanting to dump the contract, so they uh, they traded him to the Montreal Alouettes. And he got into his first game with the Owls last week uh, and uh, made an impact. He had, I think, four catches, but he, his first reception as an Alouette, he caught it and then had it knocked out of his hands and fumbled it. So he didn't get off to a great start in his first reception. But he's a good receiver. It's It's hard to believe that he is where he is now considering two years ago he was the best receiver in the Canadian Football League, leading the league in receiving yards. I, I think there's still some football left in the Darius Bowman. I hope he gets it going with the Montreal Alouettes, of course, after tomorrow night's game sometime. Marley, we will leave it at that because uh, you have some work to do, and I know you're uh, coming up again here shortly on 630 Chad, so can't wait for round two with Morley Scott. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be talking to, I think I'm talking with uh, Jalen and Andrew coming up at around 2.30 or so. so we'll, uh, we'll try and keep it interesting. Hey, thanks for the warning. You bet, Brandon. <laughs> That's Morley Scott, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Eskimos. And uh, yes, big game tomorrow at Commonwealth Stadium. If this game goes forward, it will be the Eskimos likely laying a whooping on the Montreal Alouettes, I would assume. 17-point favorites. Wow. That is a big spread. 148 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up after this. One fifty-two back here on Oilers now. Flow rider. Bringing us back. I know Reed Wilkins is a big fan of uh, Flow Rider. That's his uh, favorite Flow Rider song. He was in town last year to perform uh, at one of the Eskimo games. Quite the uh, show. And speaking of Reed Wilkins, he'll have inside sports tonight. Darius Bowman will be on. Former Edmonton Eskimo, now with the Montreal Alouettes. He will also have a full preview of uh, the Eskimos and... (laughs) 
<laughs> Speak of the devil, Ree Wilkins is on the phone. You might want to uh, jump in here and talk about Flowrider or something, I think. <laughs> All right, let's uh, bring aboard Reed Wilkins. Reed, how you doing? That's the only Flowrider song I know. So by <laughs> default, it is also my favorite song. So I was so half right. Quite catchy. I was yes, half right. Thanks for, thanks for pointing that out, though. That's great. <laughs> he put on a good show. Who's the guy we had earlier this season? Ludacris? Yes, Luda. He was here. He was good, too. Now, I can't name a single Ludacris song, oh. but he seemed to be quite popular with a certain demographic. So You'd that, recognize that a cool. bunch of them. Yeah. I know it's not well, uh, Def Leppard, but uh, if they ever brought Def Leppard in for an Eskimo game, what do you think that would be like? Well, to be fair, they can still almost fill Rogers' place when they come, so I don't know if they would need to bring him for halftime. But uh, that was this. I didn't hear the whole show today. Was this Oilers now, or was this Bryant Mitchell now? Because <laughs> you're so excited that he's playing tomorrow. Yeah, I was saying earlier that I, every time I go on with you uh, on your show as a guest, I've been popping up Bryant Mitchell. So he better not let me down. Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think uh, the offense is going to look pretty good tomorrow against uh, Montreal, no matter who's out there. Well, they should. I mean, as, as exciting as it was to have Manziel joined the Alouettes, and he certainly looked better in his second game against the Red Blacks. That's that's a pretty porous secondary. I mean, the Eskimos put up over 40, might have been able to hit 50, with, if not for some of the penalties. And uh, I saw them play, when they played Hamilton, Manziel's first game. I mean, the Hamilton receivers were just running free. So the Eskimos uh, should win tomorrow, barring something unusual. You will hear from Adarius Bowman tonight. Uh, he's back. Kind of a tough season for him. Went to Winnipeg, didn't work out there, got traded. Uh, we'll have uh, more of a preview from David Morley. And John Stanton's going to join me tonight, Brendan. He's the president of the running room. And, of course, the uh, Edmonton Marathon goes Sunday morning. So we'll, we'll tell some stories from that. And, of course, uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit about the, the smoke conditions. I think it's supposed to be a little better, but uh, just some of their plans for that as well. Yeah, someone just texted me saying, is uh, the air quality going to affect uh, the Winnipeg game tonight? I just looked it up. The air quality is uh, good in Winnipeg right now. Here in Edmonton, it says not good when you uh, type in air quality on Google. So we'll wait and see. Uh, we have about a minute, read, and I know you've been uh, away for a few days. So maybe uh, if you can, in about a minute or less, just talk about uh, the Andre Sekera injury, of course, uh, from an Oilers standpoint. How big of a loss is this in your opinion? Well, it's terrible news. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's a huge loss. There are there are some players that are very difficult to replace. And, and I know Peter Shirelli said he, he should have done more uh, last off season to replace Sekera. It's hard to add a player with his skill set. I think if you're trying to replace him for this coming season, especially at this point in the summer. You're trying to add a couple of depth guys, hopefully with experience, who can at least get the puck out. They probably can't be as, a, as crafty or as efficient with it as Secker has been, but I think you're, you're adding maybe a depth guy or two and then giving McClellan the option to ride the hot hand for whichever player is, is playing well at the time. But the Secker we saw two years ago when the Oilers made the playoffs players of that caliber just aren't sitting around anymore at this time of the summer yeah absolutely well Reed, thanks for uh, calling in here and uh, joining us for a few minutes we look forward to your show tonight I'm sure you'll be talking about uh, that Star Wars virtual reality uh, thing you went uh, to yesterday it looked pretty cool you can obviously uh, talk about that uh, tonight but uh, I'm sure you had fun 
Yeah, it was pretty cool, buddy. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's Reed Wilkins, and uh, Inside Sports tonight will be from 6 to 8 o'clock. That wraps up the Friday edition of Oilers Now. Patrick, thanks for uh, helping out today and all week. Are you back at all next week? I don't know what the schedule is. Uh, I, 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 maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I am at one point. So. Okay, cool. Look yeah. forward to that. I know I'll be back in the big chair next week. Bob Stoffer away for one more week. Uh, but he'll likely join us at some point, I would imagine. Maybe the Oilers will uh, sign Darnell Nurse next week and uh, we'll have some more Oilers news to talk about, but we'll wait and see on that front. That wraps up the Friday edition of Oilers Now. The uh, 2 o'clock news with Eileen Bell is up next, followed by the afternoon news with uh, Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long from Oilers Now. Hopefully we'll have some football tomorrow. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.